0: Hi!
1: Hi.
0: I'm Erin Smith.
1: And I'm Tanner Hodgson.
0: And we're married. And this is a, a Very, Very Christmas, Christmas Movie Podcast. Podcast. Today, we are talking about the 2020 Lifetime Original Series.
1: Series? Are there more
0: episodes of this? I mean, movie.
1: We're talking about um, a movie called the christmas aunt aunt aunt
0: aunt aunt
1: Aunt. okay
0: starring rudy herself
1: keisha knight pullium pullium
0: pullium pullium rudy rudy rudy's on the train to nowhere halfway down the line oh
1: it's so beautiful
0: thank you (laughs) i wrote that song about rudy um and also starring jared joseph as rudy's romantic interest and he did a great job
1: he did he did let's we we looked
0: him up and he's been like a recurring character on like it looks like a lot of cw shows you know he's Look at this, sixty-seven episodes of the one hundred. Wow! Still one hundred too many about 67% episodes of that. <laughs> yeah, sixty-seven percent of that TV show.
1: Okay, so do we think that the viewer should shut us off and watch this?
0: I would say no. No, no, there's no. no way.
1: we're not. We're we're no not need to dust off the Santa button. Yeah,
0: the Santa button is locked in its velvet case. Still, yeah, we
1: didn't even. We're supposed to unlock it before the episode. Just yeah, in we case. didn't Neither even of do us. it. It's just very neutral.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty neutral movie. I had fun and I had not fun. <laughs>
1: yes. The Let's...
0: two types of experiences you can have during a movie. So I would say this movie begins with the worst scene of the movie. <laughs> and one of the worst openings I think we've had of any of these movies.
1: Yeah, when it started, I did think I was like, this is going to be very bad.
0: yes. It because Keisha Rudy, she does she's pretty engaging and charismatic throughout the movie, but this first scene it seemed like it seemed like she had so much trouble remembering this dialogue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This the scene opens with her showing a painting in a gallery to some people, Mm -hmm. and she says she just She's like describing the art. She says, the artist's use of texture creates movement and describes a painting as the only investment that is both emotional and practical, <laughs> 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 which I'm not sure that's true. I feel like I could come up with other investments that are emotional. Yeah.
1: Like when you buy that Funko, Funko pop yeah. that I in. Emotional
0: ion. because I'm in love with
1: the Funko pop. With
0: the Funko pop practical
1: because of course it's going to be valuable
0: yeah and it keeps me safe (laughs) (laughs) if a robber comes in here sees that Funko posted up by the door it's getting out of here yeah
1: he says these people are nerds I don't want to go in there
0: (laughs) (laughs) um in this scene we meet Keisha's character is named Becca we'll refer to her as that from now on we meet her boss who is the gallery owner Slash artist of all the art there I named Blake. I don't think she's
1: the artist. I think
0: she's the artist because she says the paintings are by Blake, whatever the lady's last name is. Okay. Which I'm like, this is vertical integration. Uh-huh. This is like movie theaters being owned by the production company. I don't think this should be allowed. Wow. I am against this. I think we need a breakup. Blake's gallery this is in sort Los of, Angeles it's also
1: that's the same as that was happening in beep beep beep, right?
0: Yeah, but that was like a f- sort of a front wow. for money laundering Sounds like maybe this is okay, cool. this might be something <laughs> that needs to be bleeped. but also so then she receives a phone call and this whole sequence, I feel like pl- just do another draft to make this exposition more clean. This takes like three scenes to get through. I think we could have gotten through this in one scene. Because then she gets a phone call from her sister and her mom. Her sister's name is Court. Never referred to as Courtney. So we do not know if it is short for mm-hmm. Courtney. And her mom, whose name is Pam, but is called Nani. We learn that Court and her husband, Jim, are going on a trip to Africa. Nani was going to watch her their kids. But Nani has broken her leg. Her foot. Her foot. Yes. Yeah. And they need Becca to come to Nashville to watch the kids. Yeah.
1: She's in Los Angeles. Did yes, we say that? Yes, Becca's
0: in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, it is questioned, who plans a trip during Christmas? All we learn is that it's non-refundable. <laughs> 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 we don't know why they planned it now. They don't tell us why they Their did it They're moms and then. dads.
1: They need a break.
0: I agree they need a break, but their kids seem to love Christmas so much. It seems a bit rude to plan this trip right now. And I understand, you know, like the mom in Ordinary People sort of expressed. It's like she has emotional needs too. (laughs) And these parents have emotional needs too. And they want to get away, Calvin, as the mom in Ordinary People says. And she says, Christmas in London. Wouldn't that be magical? (laughs) Um, So then... Becca goes to her boss, Blake, and just says she has to take two weeks off. And we're like, this boss is going to be a real... Yeah, this is
1: the conflict.
0: This, wow, what a what a scene this will be. No, the boss is sort of irritated, but it's just like, okay.
1: Well, the, the, the scene goes like, I have to go to Nashville for the holidays.
0: What? This is our busiest season. I'll, Everyone buys art for Christmas. I'll
1: work really hard and I'll work remotely.
0: Okay. But remember to be back for our big client meeting on the twenty eighth.
1: Yes. I can be back in time for the client.
0: Mr. Al Sabir is buying art for his vacation home in the, the seashells.
1: Seashells. Seychelles.
0: Seychelles. I
1: don't think I- it's a I don't think it's a hermit crab.
0: <laughs> it might be one hermit crab buying art.
1: I don't think we ever get to see the buyer. No, we
0: don't. I was really disappointed. I wanted to see who they cast, but they never cast anyone for parts like this that I get excited about. (laughs) (laughs) So then Becca is at her sister, Court's house. Her nephew, Dan, and niece, Maddie, whose name is only revealed like an hour into the movie. I have my pen poised. It's not a reveal. Well, (laughs) for me, it was. My pen was poised waiting to know what this girl's name was. Mm -hmm. And they never said it. They say Dan all the time. All the damn time. Mm -hmm. And then they say it once. Tanner thought it was Maggie.
1: I looked it up.
0: But I believe she said Maddie.
1: On IMDb it's written as Maggie. It might be
0: wrong. I might go in there and edit it. I don't think you should. (laughs) I hate Maddie. Um, The kids are really grumpy that their parents didn't put up Christmas decorations.
1: Well, she starts it. Yeah, she she starts
0: it. She loves talking about like homemade ornaments. Yeah,
1: She keeps bringing up homemade ornaments. I miss being home when we would have our homemade ornaments.
0: And there's a lot of talk about the fact that the grandma Nani recently moved to a townhouse that doesn't have enough space for all her stuff. They bring this up a lot. The townhouse (laughs) never seen but mentioned. And this is a movie that does not at any point establish that the house is actually has old bones and is an old house. But there is a weird detail that it has a big barn in the yeah, yard.
1: This house has a barn. The
0: house is new, has an old barn. It's weird. It's scary. I think these parents I think they might be like spies. Aren't That's they're why they're spies? going to Africa abruptly, I guess it's planned, you know. I think they're spies, this barn they use for interrogations.
1: Wow. That's pretty scary.
0: Yeah, the aunt cooks them dinner. An iPad suddenly turns on. A video is there of the. They don't answer a video call. The iPad rings and there's already the. Yeah,
1: we see the, the p- mom and
0: dad are on there. Yeah, the
1: mom and dad are in. What I'm going to assume is just another room in the house that we just don't. Get well, to see. if we
0: don't, if we're not thinking production-wise, I think this iPad turns on so quickly because it's spy tech. that the parents are using. And they talk to to Becca and then to the kids and they ask the son, Dan, how was that math exam? And he replies, let's just say it happened. (laughs) And I think these kids did a good job.
1: I think this is one of the better acted movies in general. Yes.
0: It has a horrible start with all that art gallery dialogue. Yeah. But I think Rudy has pretty good chemistry with her love interest and also with these children yeah and the children the son the younger one we don't we're not told their ages he still believes in santa and then the sister is this age where it's like she doesn't believe in santa anymore but still wants to uh let her younger brother enjoy santa Yeah, and i think that she's doing a great job with that even though she has like four lines yeah in the whole they, movie. It's-
1: It is very weird how little she gets to talk. There's lots of scenes where only the boy talks and she's like, the boy talks to Keisha and then uh, the sister's job is to like smile and sort of nod next to her brother. It's really, it's, I didn't understand why they did it. I couldn't, for a while I was like, maybe she's bad and I'm not noticing that she would have dialogue. Fine. Nothing wrong with the dialogue.
0: It's like, did they write her in later? I think
1: it's just that the so much of the thrust of what their activities are are about tricking yeah. this child into thinking they're Santa, so you have to have that.
0: Yeah, so the basic plot of the movie is Aunt Becca goes to pick up her niece and nephew at what I guess is school. It's a confusing location that's an art yeah. center, but also it's where their school is. And And it
1: seems like an office building that has been converted into a middle school. Yeah.
0: It's
1: It's a weird. There's like little like meeting rooms that it looks more like a meeting room or a conference room than a classroom.
0: She goes to pick them up. Well, she drops them off and then they seem disappointed she can't come inside with them because she's on a meeting. And then she then she does walk over to the classroom door to pick them up. I don't did they they wanted her to walk them to the classroom I don't know but they have music class where they're of course playing uh
1: bells (laughs) (laughs) were they playing the bells did we see we don't
0: ever see them do it until their big Christmas concert
1: for the very end
0: yeah but then Dan forgets his sheet music and has to run back inside and Aunt Becca follows him and guess who that music teacher is uh-oh, it is her childhood friend, Drew Edwards. Mm-hmm. And then the movie is... The the title of it being The Christmas Aunt is so strange because it should have been called The Twelve Days of Christmas. Yes. The children are sad, so she creates this... You know, framing
1: device for Christmas activities.
0: Yes, yeah, she creates a framing device that Santa leaves them a note every morning with uh, in, a, in a card with glittery handwriting on uh-huh. it that it describes a Christmas activity their aunt is going to do with them. And she explains this is because she has Santa's email address. <laughs> <laughs> and then they do Christmas activities every day. It's 12 days until the parents are coming back on Christmas Eve. And a lot of them end up involving this old childhood friend who she had a falling out with in college. And, you know, like a lot of these movies, this is a very samey, undercooked middle.
1: <laughs> well, you missed the part that after meeting with the guy, she goes home and she decides that she's going to like, after the kids go to bed, she oh, decides yeah. that she's going to decorate. Yes, and the kids
0: are, are sad sad that it's not decorated they really want santa's village yes. also the boy in that scene is like can we please eat dinner <laughs> which was really funny to me just to hear a child want dinner um right
1: he's not hungry he wants he's not hungry meat. he wants, he wants dinner, dinner. dinner and we
0: don't end up getting to see that dinner mm-hmm. we do see a cake they eat together That was it was a small round cake but they Seemed to slice it like squares off yeah, it of it. Like we you were looking at it, it was not cake pieces. That they I th- cut.
1: My other theory is they let the kid
0: oh, cut it yeah. and he did like
1: a bad job of making it uh, uh-uh. radius cuts. Yeah, <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> and he gets the biggest one.
1: He, well, he's just trying, and he's, he's trying to this. do radius
0: cuts, and so like one end of it is one inch long and the other <laughs> end is like four inches long. Yeah. I would probably do that as a kid to try to sneak more cake. Like hope nobody notices. Wow. Yeah. I'm just the, all the pieces are the same size.
1: <laughs> Actually because it's a circle, it's impossible to cut a piece <laughs> of a different size.
0: And then the sister's like, if it's a circle, shouldn't we be eating pie?
1: hmm Um because the sister learned about pie because she's a little she's bit She's older. older.
0: She's older than him. Um, they wouldn't give her a line though. No, she would she just thought that. <laughs> so she, the so The, the kids first go to night bed. the kids go to bed. Aunt Becca brings glasses of wine to her and her mom. They kind of like have an emotional check in with each other every night. Emotional check in. (laughs) And then they're talking about Christmas, and she's like, How do we get Christmas cheer for my niece and nephew? Oh, I ran into Drew. Remember we did that 12 days of Christmas thing? And then she kind of is like, Oh, what if I do that for them? Mm -hmm. And then she says, I'm going to need coffee, lots of coffee, sets her wine down. And then we cut to the morning.
1: She has fully decorated this house.
0: Inside and out. Inside and out, yes. And, and it's, they, it's implied she stayed up all night yeah. decorating it's this the house. The morning,
1: it, the house is, I mean, like, she puts up a tree, all the lights, all the ornaments, like, there's garland and lights all There are all garlands everywhere.
0: There are you know, so many red bows, red bows in this house. In their dining room, each chair is a red bow in the back. Each cabinet has a red bow on it in the, the kitchen. I saw a
1: lighting fixture. It had four red bows and four white bows. We're, but maybe the white bows are always there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe those are
0: That's true. White bow does not equal Christmas. Yeah. Maybe those are New Year. And she's getting well, like a head start on that. As we've learned
1: from Mr. 365, Christmas can't be white. That's true. Okay.
0: White on, white on, white. White on, white, white on, white. On,
1: white. <laughs> <laughs> but the, as Aaron pointed out, the, the wildest thing is when she brings them outside to show them the front of the house, there are lights like on the roof lining the roof. There's like a, a big wooden Santa on the roof. So it's like she was in the middle of the night, got on a ladder and was climbing around on the roof stapling I mean, she up.
0: literally embodied Santa climbing on that roof at night.
1: Thinking about this made me think of Mr. my complaints of Mr. 365 of they didn't produce this. This is too much suspension of disbelief. I don't feel that with this. No. And I, I think maybe just because once it's done, it's done. It doesn't matter anymore to the well, plot that she did in one night.
0: To some degree, it's done. There is one time when they do an establishing shot of the outside of the house. They accidentally used a shot before it had the decoration. So. <laughs> that is true. There seemed to be a couple the nobody was really checking for continuity yeah. in this editing. That to me was the the low point of this movie was some of the editing. The pacing was so erratic that it was it was hard to watch. Like the first couple scenes are cut with no breaks in the dialogue between characters that it is very claustrophobic. Cause you get no spaces between people talking and then other scenes in the middle are cut more gently with some breathing room. So I feel like that was just had to do with like the pace that this was edited, that they mm. were like, okay, we have no time and we do actually don't care.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's fine that we have no time. (laughs) Well, and also
0: a couple of the scenes, like the dialogue gets very repetitive (laughs) where characters just sort of say the same phrase again. And it doesn't feel like they were editing in the same dialogue again later in the scene. It's just like someone watching this should be like, hey, maybe we don't need her to say, I'm sad and also I'm angry four times in this one scene. So let's get into the the middle of this gingerbread cookie. It's a little undercooked, but we still like to eat it.
1: Uh What are these 12 days of Christmas? So
0: the days that we see are day one is snowman (laughs) surprise with hot chocolate and sweaters. Uh She She, demands... Everybody wears sweaters. She and does she, not. Does not wear she does sweater. not wear a sweater.
1: Um Is she, this because
0: she did not bring a sweater? Why does she demand everyone else wear? I guess technically Santa demanded they, <laughs> these sweaters.
1: <laughs> they she has them. She like somehow trucks in snow one day's notice. She's got snow delivered. Hey,
0: she's great. She's she's keeping in contact with her distributors uh-huh. and clients. Maybe one of them's a snow distributor. Yeah.
1: She has them build a snowman. There's some really bad uh continuity editing where or lack of continuity editing, where like they keep showing shots where the eyes of the snowman move around yeah. from shot to shot.
0: They also, because they build this snowman uh, with the kids coal eyes, which I always wanted real coal for eyes as a kid. We always use rocks, you know. Yeah, I don't have. I didn't have access to coal as a child, and I remember one time like writing coal as my Santa wish list. I was like, I want coal.
1: I know I wasn't,
0: I know I was not naughty this year. Please give me coal. And then being disappointed, I didn't get any coal.
1: <laughs> I guess that's pretty funny. If a ch- if a child writes coal in their list, I feel like you do try and find some coal.
0: Yeah, or give them.
1: I don't want him... to buy a whole bag of yeah. coal briquettes, but maybe a neighbor. I yeah, I think door?
0: we also like, ha- we had a barbecue. Give me some charcoal. <laughs> That's what I was
1: thinking. Yeah, charcoal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I I probably would have. I would have complained
1: about charcoal. Yeah,
0: I would have been like, "This isn't the real deal. Santa's not real." Wow. When did you find out about Santa not being real?
1: I I don't know. You don't know? (laughs) Wait,
0: does that mean you never stopped believing? Is this the time? Is this when you found out?
1: I think it was just. I don't know. I feel like I. Maybe I like pretended to believe more to get presents and then like and our family sort of never while we were still living there, we never officially acknowledged that Santa wasn't real. But like no one thought anyone believed in Santa. But we would still get presents on Christmas Day and be like, these are from Santa.
0: Interesting. But I think
1: then I think at some point we started thanking the parents of be like, thank you, Santa.
0: Oh, you'd say thank you, Santa, to your parents? I think so.
1: I think we would.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So we... Because I have it a younger... It was definitely a-
1: acknowledge because I remember my mom at one point complaining. Sh- she was saying if she was going to do it again, she would have Santa just do stockings, which I think is a good idea. And because she was frustrated that she didn't get any credit for the presents. Yeah.
0: My sister, my older sister who has kids... Only has Santa give them stocking stuff. Because she's like, I want the credit. Yeah. Yeah. I I had an inklings about Santa Claus. But then when I was in third grade, I was reading Tales of Fourth Grade Nothing. At my dad's work, I was like there with him on a weekend. And there's part of that book where this fourth grade character talks about pretending to believe in Santa for his younger brother. and I, And it was like... You know, like this sort of like life changing moment and me just like pre- pretending nothing happened. Being like, whoa, you know, like I didn't like tell my dad. It was just like everything's different. <laughs> it's as though I like lost my virginity yeah. in that moment. And then just, you know, went to see the coworker who had jelly beans <laughs> <laughs> pretending everything's the same.
1: A co worker who has jelly beans?
0: There was some like co worker who had like a thing of jelly beans. What do you mean
1: co worker? Of
0: my dad. Okay. And then my younger sister. So my mom had this like plan that when we turned 12, she would tell us that Santa wasn't real, but that we would be Santa's helpers to help with our younger sibling, much like this movie, sort of. And. Then when I was 12, she told she
1: was going to say Santa's not real, but also you're Santa's helper.
0: (laughs) It was like Santa isn't real, but we're all Santa and you can help like keep the Christmas spirit alive by like making Santa be real for your younger sister. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I already knew this, but my next oldest sister didn't know and cried. (laughs) I remember as a little kid being really wistful and being like, I wish I was younger when I still believed. (laughs) Singing, there's a song that's like, I want to be a child again, thinking the world is mine. I remember listening to that when I was in like kindergarten and being like, if only I was younger. Wow. Yeah, it'd be I'm, great.
1: It would be good to be a baby.
0: <laughs> well, I was like nostalgic for before I could read. Yeah. Like, oh, remember when it just looked like squiggles on yeah,
1: the page. I, you carried around a red book as a yeah, child. Yeah, I
0: carried around a book that it turned out was of, uh, it was a joke book, but I did <laughs> not know that. I just thought it looked nice. It was like a what's red and blue and black all over type book, which I don't know what the answer to that one is. I feel like that's a bad one. What's black <laughs> and white and red all over? Okay, a newspaper. <laughs>
1: okay, great. The other one I feel like... But you carried around this book because you...
0: I thought it looked nice.
1: looked nice and you remember... It was a good size. You've said said that you remember like thinking about like once I know how to read, it'll never just be symbols again.
0: Yeah. I'll never be able to just like look at this page and sort of experience it as art. You know, just symbols that have no meaning to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. really sad. Yeah,
0: and... Yeah, that's how you learn if your kid's a psychopath. (laughs) Uh, So we get into this 12 days of Christmas. The niece does ask, is it like partridge in a pear tree? And it's Aunt Becca specifies, no, it is not like partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) It's not. And so on their first day on this snowman day, they invite Drew, the music teacher, to come along as well. And he's having a nice time with Becca. And it's very clear he wants to tell her something. But she's oblivious, or is she? And she instead has the kids, like, come over and drink the hot chocolate. Yeah. And we learn in that scene that he also has a family member on vacation. Yeah. That his dad is on a cruise because he won a raffle.
1: Yeah, he says, my d-
0: <laughs>
1: my dad is on a cruise. And she's like, what? He's like, well, you know that raffle he enters every year? Oh, he finally won? <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> Which
0: it's weird because they say, she said he's been entering since we were 17 very specific to know <laughs> the year but also then we learned they like broke up they stopped being friends in after college so i feel like i would ask that more oh is he still entering that raffle i wouldn't have asserted that i know he's still entering the raffle every year no because she says the raffle he's been entering since we were 17 okay. i would have said is oh, he I, still I entering see. that dang raffle complaint. The yeah <laughs> Some of their dialogue made me feel like I guess she still checks up on him on Facebook because she know she seems to know mostly everything about him. So the other days of Christmas we see day two is Christmas tree shopping. They this is a
1: really weird scene, yeah. yeah. They're going through the Christmas trees, and at one point, the little boy who has set his sight on I think some very modest trees, especially, Considering that they already have a full size Christmas tree, they already tree have at home. a
0: full size Christmas tree. Santa demands they get another tree. As <laughs> we've talked about before, you have to pledge your fealty to Santa by doing <laughs> acts of, of Christmas, sort of symbolic Christmas acts for him. Yes.
1: So he's got these two trees. He's like, well, this one's fuller and this one's better, more green. And then the sister says, well, what about this one? And it's sort of like a Charlie Brown sad Christmas tree. And she's like, well, d- what about this one? I think. Someone else will probably want all these other trees. But I don't know if anyone will want this one. And then all the, all the adults there, <laughs> the, the, the guy all start like pressuring him this into scene, this as though they need him.
0: This scene felt this. so much like my family. <laughs> Do you agree with this? Like, I feel like sometimes there will be moments where... I feel just abruptly sort of gaslit by my family, like as though they all had met together and like decided (laughs) we're gonna get, like suddenly they all have a value that's never been expressed (laughs) before. This moment was so strange, but it also made me feel the way I would feel like trapped as a kid Mm. in a situation where I just would wanna like scream and be like, this makes no sense. Who go, there's plenty of trees. There's plenty of trees. If you guys think that this one is the most deserving tree, some other freak is going to think that. Why can't we get a tree we actually love? I don't have <laughs> to date someone I don't like because I'm sorry for them.
1: Yes. Well, it's it's so strange because it's like, the only explanation is these adults have all decided that they think it'll be really cute if years later they can tell the story about how this boy felt sorry for this tree and wanted to like do something nice for it, but they are... It's like they were sent back in time to do it. It's like yeah. they, it's like are they in the have to, and they're like this time has police. To happen. Yes, they're like Bill seeing, and Ted
0: are like you have to yeah, buy the court this of tree. time
1: is unraveling, and the only way is if he does a good act and is like a nice boy that wants to help out the and tree.
0: And he goes along with it. Yeah, It does world feel it does feel like they are on like a third or fourth iteration of this like time loop where they have to get this boy to buy this tree. Because they do it pretty quickly. And you know what? That's what those moments feel like. It feels like everyone else is in a Groundhog's Day scenario where they have worked through this and agreed on this together. And you're like, I somehow am not part of (laughs) the same sort of alternative reality that everybody else is a part of.
1: Right.
0: When did you guys step behind the curtain of the fabric of existence and discuss this without me? That's what it feels like a lot to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: what it's like with your family.
0: Yes. And then they go home. They decorate this tree with the ornaments that the aunt didn't already use throughout the house. She already used all the garlands in stock in Nashville. And they are putting up the ugliest ornaments I've ever seen, which did make it feel sort of more realistic, this tree. And then the boy asserts that he likes the tree now. He says, I just knew it had potential. <laughs> They've already convinced him. Like this scene they convinced felt, him his, his idea. This scene felt like a. This feels like the narrative you'd see in like a commercial. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a commercial for a car. Because we'd see them like drive the car home with the tree on it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could definitely see this.
1: Well, I don't think. The tree's too small to be like strapped.
0: I mean, it'd be funny to see a tiny tree Yeah, it would be a bigger, it would be a bigger tree, but it would be an ugly one. And the parents would be like, aren't you glad we got this one? Aren't you glad? (laughs) Then.
1: There's like some flirting. Every night it's, we do this activity with the kids and then the adults flirt.
0: Yeah, every night we have activity with the kids, adults flirt, and then the. Becca and her mom like have a chat with each mm-hmm. other where all of their chats feel as though this is the first time they've talked all year because <laughs> the first one I mean the first one is when she's just suddenly drinks a bunch of coffee and stays up all night mm-hmm. but the next one the grandma is just like do you like your job <laughs> and says like you should just open your own art gallery. Like, she's talking to her like she's never talked to her about this job she's had for four years. It just seems very abrupt. Suddenly, the grandma's, like, pressuring her. She's like, your job's not enough for you. And then later, they're talking about Drew. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like, what's the the next Christmas activity? What's the next day of Christmas?
0: The next day of Christmas is the snowflakes before that though we see the grandma's plot line of her own is she has a book club (laughs) Mm -hmm. and the first book club book that we see them reading is a christmas carol but it seems a very special edition (laughs) it's so long it looks about 300 pages (laughs) and i believe they made this cover themselves because the printing on the back looks weird and one of the people in the book club we do hear saying, this iteration of A Christmas Carol was confusing. So I'm not really sure what they were reading. Because <laughs> The Book of Christmas Carol is pretty short. Iteration? Yes. Is
1: is Christmas Carol in its own time loop hmm. as well? And it's going over and over? It's
0: mo- it's changing. It's modulating. Yeah. The text is growing pustules. and <laughs> Yeah. It's sh- interesting. The book itself, it's like the tvs in read. videodrome yeah um interesting well but then they're later reading the gift of the magi another giant edition yeah, of this big i would say having read that short story it looks to me as though they have about one word per page <laughs> on this printing um and she The grandma's sort of having a flirtation with this old man named Tommy. Who And this part was confusing because he's called her neighbor, but he drove over here. And I figured out it's because he's her neighbor at her townhouse. Not a neighbor here, which is not her house. It's actually her daughter, Court's house. But we don't ever see Court in this house. Uh, Uh And Tommy looked scary to me. I He's like a bald white man who's like a full foot taller than her. He had a real menacing look, and I don't think he was trying to look menacing, but I was scared. I think that he is maybe a sort of nemesis of the parents I don't <laughs> in their, know. In their I, spy business.
1: I, I the the hard thing about these movies is like, okay, we introduce this man for the grandma to fall in love with, but like a romance plot line where you are the, like, C story of a movie is so pointless. It's so because pointless. Because it's just going to be three scenes. Three, I mean, these movies scenes, are like... like, hi, let's drink tea. And it's like, yeah. I bought you a teapot. Okay, now we're dating. And it's like, yeah. this is...
0: It reminds me of, like, Love Actually, where I'm like, I don't understand how anyone could like this because there's so little content about the people that you don't care about them. And in order to care about this romance, I would have to be doing so much work writing these (laughs) scenes of them falling in love. Like It's also that in these movies like this, whenever anyone makes a friend, everyone immediately is like, ooh, (laughs) again, reminding me of my family.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I think I would do that.
0: But it's like the m- I would
1: do that to a, to an unmarried or single friend. Yeah, like Ooh, well, the grandma has
0: <laughs> the <laughs> grandma has this fr- is like talking to Tommy after their book club, and then Becca is like a friend. Ooh, and then when Becca, but that is after when Becca herself was talking to Drew. Then her niece is doing that to her, and I'm like, this is intergenerational trauma that they are enacting upon each other. Uh-huh. Also, we left out the fact that we learn that Drew and Becca went to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which came out around Christmas time, 2002. And Becca was very scared of the spiders, and they assert they were 12 years old. Uh-huh. So that means these characters were born in 1990.
1: <laughs> they are younger than me.
0: They are younger than Tanner. They are one year older than me. Now, <laughs> Keisha Knight Polygam was born in 1979. <laughs> and Jared Joseph was born in 1985. It is unknown why this detail <laughs> was kept in the script.
1: Well, much like the we had a kid right out of college thing, I'm like, it's it must have been put in the script. I feel like it the only reason for this to be there is because someone wanted to anchor them to the age of
0: 30. I think who, so whoever wrote this just wrote that detail, and then they were like, it's fine. It's fine. We don't need to change it. Okay. I don't know. It is such a strange movie. To, that's true. Because, like, did they Google, like, 2002 Christmas movie? Because it's <laughs> not a Christmassy movie. Because later they talk about watching Elf at when they were 16 at Christmas, which is actually a weird detail because Elf came out in 2003, and if going by the what we'll call the Chamber of Secrets math, they,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they would have been 13 in 2003. So they just it's it, they talk about it as though it's, they went to Elf yeah. in theaters. So and I, I don't guess think they,
1: I feel like that's too soon for Elf to be in like a I feel like that you know, I well, was gonna this year, do this like research. If, if last year we this. had wanted to go see Elf in a theater, we could have. I bet, yeah, I bet someone had a screening of Elf, but not in. Not three years, out. it needed time to Yeah,
0: to percolate into the culture. Yeah. So that's an interesting detail about Nashville is that it embraced <laughs> Elf early. Okay. Elf beloved by Nashville. Mm-hmm. Their third day of is oh the snowflakes. Oh, but also the uh mom and daughter when they're talking, they both relate because they relate that they don't date much. Like mother like that or Uh yes, the third day is the big snowflake day.
1: She makes them go to the barn and then demands that they make snowflakes.
0: Which are just like cutting up pieces of paper. Yeah. And then she just leaves. She (laughs) leaves them. This is the weirdest day because one of the later days, the grandma says, I'm holding my book club right now in the living room. And then Becca says, I'll get out of your hair. You would think that would be the reason they're in the barn, but it's not. No. The grandma is just left alone in the house. She does not get to participate in these Christmas activities for some reason because she has her broken yeah. ankle and also she has a red bow. They put like a present red bow on her cast, which I really like that
1: touch.
0: <laughs> and then...
1: And it's on like the bottom of it. So if yes. she got up to walk around, it would smush the bow. So she's putting it on every time she sits down. <laughs>
0: So then Becca decides that she needs glitter, so she leaves the kids in the barn, goes to look for glitter, finds a big tub labeled Rebecca's Stuff. It's explained it's there because the grandma moved to her townhouse. She doesn't have a room in there to store Mm -hmm. Rebecca's stuff. And then she goes back to the barn. The kids have made a full...
1: They've made like 20 paper snowflakes while she was gone for a very long time.
0: These kids, they're very productive.
1: And And they seem to be having a great time, and I... They want to have all these Christmas activities, but I feel like a because of that, a big part of all these movies is people pretending to have fun doing things that are clearly not that fun.
0: Yes, because these <laughs> movies assert that what is fun about holiday activities is the activities themselves and not the fact that you're doing it with your family or friends. Because that's what's fun about these is just that we're not working, we don't have to be stressed, and then this is something to sort of fill up the time, but really what we like is each other's company. Mm -hmm. But because the religion of these movies is Christmas, and they must pledge their fealty to Santa Claus, (laughs) it becomes like, well, you should actually love these activities themselves. So also they've decorated this barn. Some of the barn is now fully decked out in paper decorations that Tanner described look like a middle school dance, Mm -hmm. which... We thought was funny until a later scene.
1: They hold a fake dance. high school dance there for the for and Becca her boyfriend. and
0: Drew. Yeah, so they make the snowflakes. Rebecca goes through her stuff, which is you know like all all stuff that you had is when you were a kid: a disco ball, a teddy bear, four photos, one <laughs> card, a maraca, and a drawing of a lady screaming. <laughs> These then are the memories. these are the memories and the card has the tickets from the Chamber of Secrets. Uh-huh. The 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 key to this whole movie is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Right. <laughs> then the next day of Christmas, this one they said was day five. We don't know what day four is. Day four has been erased from time is they go to one of those gift trees at the mall Where you take like a tag on the tree and then you buy a Christmas present for a child who wrote down what they want as their gift. Now, the way Becca explains this is that Santa has accounts at department stores and he can't give gifts to kids who don't have chimneys. Right. So other people. Which reads
1: apartment dwellers.
0: Yes, apartment dwellers. The city. (laughs) Not people who have barns. And then the sister says, I heard Jimmy Fallon does this every year. <laughs> and Dan, the son, replies, Jimmy Fallon works for Santa? Yes, he's... And there
1: was not an... yes, they, we... what was the other movie we watched?
0: We swear that Jimmy Fallon has come up in another movie. Yes, but we... maybe this was a dream we shared.
1: We promise if you watch all the Christmas movies that we've watched, plus the ones that we haven't done episodes on... Someone's going to mention Jimmy Someone Fallon. mentions
0: Jimmy Fallon. And I'm like, has he at some point said, like, mention me in your movie? <laughs>
1: I, don't, I don't think he has said mention me. I feel movie. like he has
0: that energy, though, that he's like, just mention me. <laughs> I think
1: maybe he's tested well amongst the people watching these movies. Like,
0: would you, can you imagine perking up because someone just says Jimmy Fallon? <laughs> you know what we did? That's we true. this was the funniest part of the movie for We this then then this is the one instance this is a second instance of a sort of coincidence run into Drew that she has because he also is just there. He volunteers yeah. for these this presence. he also works
1: for Santa. He also works for Santa Now I, I will say I was told one time that the gifts that are written on those are not actually like attributed. To a child asking for something. It is a like an organization decides what they need and then they get these things from the trees and then they sort of stock a store and people are allowed to sort of go shopping amongst all the gifts.
0: It's a fake store that they go to. Yeah. Interesting. The ones that we I have done in my life were sort of in the center of the mall and then you could buy them at any store. But we also one time did the one that was a whole family. So there were also gifts for like the parents. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted like a basic toolkit, I remember, which I think is kind of nice. You know, yeah. that's actually nicer to me is to also get stuff for the parents. I feel like I would be kind of mad. I don't know. I guess I wouldn't be. But it would kind of suck if you're like, okay, great. My son has uh, this great gift from Jimmy Fallon and I got nothing. <laughs> um then I don't
1: think that that's true that's I think most parents true. would be happy that's to decide through a
0: gift most people don't like Scrooge their kids who knows who knows what's in my future yeah you're so, gonna try and
1: convince kids that Santa comes and gives gifts to moms and that they have to keep that that, that alive now your mother believes in her version of Santa Claus kids so you have to go buy her presents
0: yeah I'm gonna have Tanner say that. Can you say that to our nephews this year? Yeah,
1: I'll say it to anyone. I'll say it I'll to anyone you want me to. <laughs>
0: uh, so now is the time that an actual date is going to happen between Drew and Becca. And there's a weird scene where Becca is trying on outfits in front of her niece. And she's taking outfits out of a closet and that the niece is sort of like saying try this dress on try this one on and becca's like this looks like i'm going to a funeral which i do not understand this because is this her clothing if it is why did she bring this clothing that looks like she's going to a funeral if it's not her clothing whose clothing is it is it her sister's clothing sure and this reminded us of a part of a very charming christmas town that we forgot to mention which was that when they were going to uh this big concert. The Christmas show The Christmas show. The lead character at that wears a dress that she says she wore to the Grammys. <laughs> which,
1: <laughs> she said it wore me to the Grammys.
0: But which led us to To work that logic back, which means she brought with her to this Christmas town the dress she wanted, the Grammys. (laughs) (laughs) She travels with it everywhere, baby. Oh, yeah. So, perhaps Becca is just a prudent uh, traveler and always brings a funeral dress. You never know. Just in case, you got to bring a funeral dress. But then they do decide on an outfit. Which is unflattering and looks bad Uh on Keisha. And I feel like sort of throughout this movie, she has had some strange outfits on. Which, I feel bad. Put her in a better outfit. (laughs) (laughs) This outfit was like a dress that was like too short. It was sparkly, but the sparkles were huge. So they looked strange. And then she was wearing a like pastel purple colored coat
1: yeah the coat fit weird
0: the coat fit very weird it made her look like
1: her shoulders were so broad yeah to (laughs) the
0: degree that when she first entered before i really registered i thought she was wearing a bathrobe (laughs) and i thought she was gonna say like oh i'm not ready yet uh to her date but don't worry he actually thinks she looks really good (laughs) And they go on a date to this, like, candy cane lane of lights that when we were watching we we're like, did they really set this all up? And then we read an interview with her and, you know, they did film it in July. So I guess they production did build this. Yeah. But it was shot so strangely in only, like, long, wide takes that it felt to me like they were not supposed to be there. And we're, like, <laughs> filming well, it on the fly. There was a part
1: where I thought they were being pretty rude. There's, like, a, there's like a dirt walkway. Um, that is easily wide enough for two couples to be walking on both sides. They are walking down the center yeah, of as it, as
0: though they are walking down the aisle.
1: Uh-huh. And there's another couple that like is going the opposite direction and has to like walk partly on the grass because they won't move over. So
0: rude. And I do wish that they ha- that couple had confronted them <laughs> and that that scene was in here. Also, in this scene, uh, Becca and Drew are holding hands. Yes. And then the end of the scene is like Drew trying to confess his feelings for her. And then Becca's freaked out. I'm like, I don't think diegetically you guys were holding hands. (laughs) I don't. I think that somehow a stupid person, you know, i.e. the director told you guys to hold hands, but like did not think about it at all. (laughs) Because you shot this after the romance that already happened shooting wise, I guess. I don't know. Moments like that drop infuriate me and like you see things happen like that if you like as like a PA I've seen like stupid directors like do things like that where it's like hey think for one second about the scene <laughs> like I guess I could share this story I was PA'ing on a short film about these long lost brothers reconnecting and they went to lunch together and they only had one hamburger <laughs> and the director was like it's fine we'll just put the hamburger in the middle And I like stopped, I, it was like a PA, but I like was like, I could not let this happen. I was like, (laughs) hey, I don't think these brothers would share one hamburger. (laughs) And I got them to cut it in half (laughs) so that they like, it looked as though they were midway through eating their hamburger. It's like, just get another hamburger, you guys. Yeah. Just don't have them holding hands. Just think about everything you do for one yeah. second, because it will live on film forever. And, you know, you don't have to think forever about it, but maybe think for one second about <laughs> it. Uh, so they hold hands. He he compliments her so much in this movie and just says a lot of adjectives. He describes her as funny, goofy, surprising, ambitious, dedicated, caring. Uh, which feel like tags. You're, I I don't really know online dating works, but I assume you click on which compliments apply to you. <laughs>
1: that's that's funny. Do people? Yeah, you should be able to tag so like you can filter. Yeah, I don't want goofy. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I'm like I don't care about caring. Yeah, if somebody cares about caring, do not click on yeah. me.
1: You know who would hate a goofy is uh, Mr. 365. Uh,
0: he would hate that corny. Not to me. No, and for. The next chunk of this movie, even though I did enjoy the chemistry between these two, too much of the movie now is him being friend zoned
1: yeah, and being a
0: little pissed off about it.
1: It's it's they have a bunch of scenes that are like, um, hey, I know something bad happened, but can't we let's move on and be together?
0: Uh, I don't know. Oh. but then they like
1: leave it always yeah it always ends And it's like these scenes are so repetitive and over time we get like a little more data and at some point it's that he had a girlfriend who said
0: he had a girlfriend they had they've been friends since diapers Uh and then in college he had a girlfriend on and off
1: he had a girlfriend that said if uh if you want to be with me uh, if you want to be my lover, you have to get away from your friends. She said that you can no longer hang out with... What's her name?
0: The Christmas aunt.
1: The, you can no longer hang out with the Christmas aunt. Obviously, y'all are the best friends. And it's freaking me out. And he's like, she was right. Yeah, I was in, I was in love yeah. with you.
0: Well, it was he asserts- good of my girl. But
1: she's mad at him because he chose his girlfriend over her.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think the grandma does point like the grandma and him talk in one scene when he just stopped by with icies yeah and then the grandma's like she's not on oh, put it in the freezer
1: uh-huh which i'm like it's got it's gonna then it's gonna become a solid it's just gonna become an ice yeah.
0: well and then sh- the grandma doesn't tell becca about this becca just looks in the freezer later and sees it <laughs> uh and the the grandma says to drew she's still grieving your friendship and i'm like that's true <laughs> Because they were best friends and then he just like dumped her after college. And I assume that's like sort of maybe some of the reasons why she moved to L.A. She's like my best friend. I don't have anymore. Yeah. I might as well start a new life.
1: Um, But eventually but she's going to forgive him. It's fine.
0: Yeah. And the Christmas dance. So the other days we sort of have a quick series of the rest of the days of Christmas. They do cookies. Yeah, they do a bunch in a row. They do gingerbread houses, Christmas cards, which I don't think we see. They just say that. Make ornaments and then they go caroling.
1: Yeah, the caroling is...
0: <laughs> it's something else.
1: It's them. They're standing outside of like a store.
0: Probably just, actually their art center. Yeah, set. just
1: on the sidewalk and just, you know how do you think it sounds when these four people sing
0: (laughs) and then as though the camera like the camera person had to also stand on the sidewalk like they couldn't film in the street there is a row of people watching them so pressed up so close to them (laughs)
1: like
0: the people watching them are probably six inches away from <laughs> the rollers, and then the camera's six inches from those people. Yeah, that's be
1: against the guidelines you're not actually allowed to see. Yeah. Well in they public. think
0: they actually think that it's it was six inches you have to be away. Okay. I would love to see a behind the scenes shot of them shooting this scene. Just this tight little group of people yeah. standing together.
1: I do love the idea of all these people stopping. Just anyone singing is worth people stopping and gathering around.
0: I don't think I've ever stopped for someone singing.
1: Sorry, you don't have the Christmas spirit.
0: I guess not.
1: I would stop it no matter what. I'll stop if someone just has a radio playing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you stop your car in traffic if anyone in a neighboring car has the radio on. Yeah. It's a liability.
1: Sometimes a car pulls over with its windows down. I get out of the car. I think carolers are here.
0: <laughs> yeah. You get out of the car. You start dancing. I surround
1: the their car. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, it's sort of, yeah, you're actually n- not allowed to drive anymore. Oh, man. It says that on the back, uh, a C, and you'd think that would stand for corrective lenses, but it stands for Carol. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: on the back of my license. Yeah. Use said on the back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on the back of Tanner, it says this. Uh, there's also been a moment with the grandma's pawn. Let's check back in on Pam, on Nani, with Tommy, where he comes over. And they're talking about Gift of the Magi, even though book club's not happened yet. He just shows up. Men are just allowed to show up at your house, we learned from these movies. And they say to each other, they talk about Gift of the Magi in a coded language about how both of their spouses has died. And then she says, it's been a while since I've had a romantic exchange of gifts myself. (laughs) I, I want to see more of this couple interact.
1: <laughs> you know what? Well, they, there's also a scene where they're drinking some tea and he's like, this teacup, this this teacup is so beautiful, which would be would be a little strange to, like, compliment someone's yeah. dishes. But then she says, mm, I made it. She <laughs> says
0: she's become obsessed with pottery. Yeah. And later we do see her painting, like, a store-bought mug, not making it's, one.
1: Yeah. It's like a very... Yeah, very clearly like mass produced yeah, paintable to look.
0: Well, the one that he says is so beautiful, the one she's it's painting like
1: from a store.
0: Yeah, there's but it's no one way. that's it's one that's like maybe handcrafted. It's a type of style that I just think looks so ugly yes. where it's like not clean lines. Yeah. It's like the there's stripes on it but they're like bleeding into each other. I just do not like that aesthetic at all. I'm sorry, Nani. I'm sorry that that's what yeah. you painted. And but then the
1: then later she is painting a cup that is, and the other one, it's like sort of like has imperfections and yeah. sort of divots and stuff. This is a perfectly flat
0: yeah. mug. She ordered this from like a paint, paint your own pottery yeah. at the mall. She got, she called up Instacart and <laughs> to go buy this for her. And then Tommy gives her a kettle not in a box, and she gives him two mugs, and then he's like, oh. Okay,
1: that's a gift. They're doing a gift, they're to the doing Magi. Gift of the Magi, okay. where he says,
0: Oh no, I gave you my kettle, which I'm like, is, That sucks. This is re gifting.
1: <laughs> well, it was pristine,
0: yes, it was. It, it was strange to me, he took it out of the box. Did he find this kettle? I think
1: somewhere? it's his kettle. Does he, he not ever use it. use
0: it? Well, and then she's like, Well, and I you have my teacups. And then he's like, well, I guess we'll have to have tea at your house. But so he brings the teacups over. Yeah. She
1: said, you'll bring the teacups. Yeah. She mentioned that.
0: Okay. The dance we've spoken about for not one of the Christmas days, just a sort of rogue Christmas event, not sanctioned by Santa organized by the kids, organized by the kids. Maybe they hacked into the aunt's computer and got Santa's email (laughs) to help with planning this. They have something called Christmas formal 2006 which was when they were 16. Just so... Yeah, they missed
1: missed going to the formal because they watched Elf instead. Yeah, they watched... And at one point, the guy does say like, but Elf was good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just... And they talk about this a lot of times that this was a really important moment that maybe they would have started dating if they'd gone to this formal together, which is just... It felt both very realistic (laughs) <laughs> the worst writing of the movie, because mm-hmm. I guess there are those moments where you're like, "Oh, if I had asked that person like to the dance, maybe we would have dated." But it's just strange. It's strange that they had it be this Christmas formal, not a thing in like sophomore year. <laughs> but then, but
1: the, well, and uh, for the dance, the kids make them put on. Uh- crowns and capes because they're the king and queen of the formal and then they leave.
0: And everybody leaves and, and they're just standing there. It's fun to
1: see. I enjoyed thinking about the adults being like, well, do we leave the... Yeah, do we leave these we, capes are on? Are we allowed to take the Do we have to dance?
0: Also, they have a portable vinyl record player and they're playing, I guess, a vinyl version of some royalty-free Christmas <laughs> music which I would love to have. Like, just a... You know, user Bam Bam for forty eighty mm-hmm. like their Christmas music on a vinyl record. That'd be great. Could I get that produced, please? Mm-hmm. And then there's also a tiny plot line with the boy, where earlier Drew tells us that he's been bragging to everyone in class about how he's getting these yeah. letters from Santa. He gets bullied, and then he gets bullied. For believing in Santa, and then the sister says to him, "They just don't have the Christmas spirit you do." Yeah. So this kid's gonna become. They, I entitled... bet they all live in apartments. Yeah, they <laughs> live in apartments. They don't have Santa's email. <laughs> it also reminds me of that This American Life story where a family made the Santa Claus experience so real by like hiring an actor to play Santa every year and like putting on these elaborate events with a man they hired to be Santa that then this man believed in Santa throughout high school and then when he finally realized it was fake he was like really traumatized about what was real and what was fake. So I think this is actually negative to do this sort of big lie. Yeah. Yeah. We had sort of a lie like this where... I'm just thinking about the man. (laughs) Yeah. Where my younger sister liked leprechauns And my dad built a little house, like sort of a little dollhouse that was the leprechaun's house. And we put it outside on our front porch, our stoop. Uh, And it was like, a leprechaun will come move in. And there was like some like little furniture in there and a little mailbox. And then my dad would write letters from the leprechaun, Lucky, to my sister. But Lucky. then, after my parents got divorced, I was somehow entrusted to carry on this tradition. And suddenly, Lucky's handwriting changed. <laughs> suddenly, Lucky had a lot worse penmanship <laughs> than he had before. He also, my dad also... I thought, that, I thought Lucky started emailing. There also was an email account... There was Smith Family Leprechauns. <laughs> the leprechauns had a login on our AOL login page, which I then also got the email, got the password for and put an email as well. So I guess I catfished my sister as a leprechaun.
1: And does she feel betrayed when she found out?
0: No, she's like, I think she felt okay. She was just like, oh, I like that you guys made this magical experience for me. Mm, okay. Yeah. I should talk to her about it because I'm like, I would have been suspicious if my leprechaun suddenly it seemed as though they'd had a stroke. In there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I maybe said it was a new leprechaun. Okay. Yeah. So then for the 12th day of Christmas, all Santa says is that you're going to have your Christmas concert tomorrow on Christmas Eve. Leave me milk and cookies. And uh uh-oh, though Aunt Rebecca gets an urgent call from her boss saying that she has to fly back because, you guessed it, the meeting with Mr. Al (laughs) Sabir has been moved up to Christmas Eve instead of December 28th. He really needs his vacation home in the seashells to have art in it. And... This sucks because Aunt Becca had a great night the night before making Christmas cookies with Drew and the kids, and then her and, and Drew, it, You know, you
1: put stuff on each other's noses. Yes, yeah, as,
0: as all disgusting as families the, you do. You know, if you ever
1: find yourself you're cooking with your family, family, uh family. On, family on Christmas, and you're like, this isn't as fun as I feel like it should be. Just put some ingredients on each other's nose. Put
0: some ingredients on their nose. Don't wash your hands and get right back to cooking. <laughs> Also, her and Drew drink what I believe is milk with rum poured in it. Because mm-hmm. she's like cookies and milk, and then she says, How about we do it like adults do? And she takes out some rum. Are
1: you are we sure it wasn't eggnog?
0: I would think I it, feel like milk I and rum is disgusting. Kind of gross. But it looked not yellow. But in the dialogue was definitely milk. But the container might have said eggnog. There mm. might have been some incontinuity between the direction the dialogue the props in this to create this moment where some adults drink milk with rum (laughs) 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 which is probably the drink that Jack Sparrow drank as a baby (laughs) (laughs) um so her boss calls her at 8 a.m and tells her she's a flight at 10 a.m which I don't think is enough time and because she also goes hardly and drives, hardly enough time
1: just to get there.
0: Yeah, she then drives around the city to say goodbye to everybody. Yeah, we see the grandma; she's rereading Gift of the Magi for some reason. She didn't understand the lesson. <laughs> and then she drives to Drew. She's hoping
1: if she reads it again, she gets another present.
0: Oh, yeah, she is. <laughs> she wa- and sh- then she wants to read Christmas Carol again, hoping she'll get to see her her grandkids Carol again. Then. Becca goes to Drew they have another one of the same sorts of scenes where they say all this dialogue again he says maybe we maybe we just knew each other too early and he's sort of again being friend zoned and sort of scaring me a little because I would not want to be confronted with this like weepy man
1: yeah this is the scene where his eyes were really red I don't know. It looked like maybe he had done a take where he was able to get himself to cry. And then but they the, did the not take use after that take. or something. Yeah.
0: Like he's doing a good job, but the writing has been so repetitive in this part yeah. that it becomes like you were so inundated with him being this guy who's like, I'm just horny. Why can't we date? Yeah. We, it's, ha- yeah.
1: It's like they, they do the same scene over and over where we get like slightly more information about the girlfriend thing. Like at first he, he's like, It was because of my girlfriend, and the next time, it's like, my girlfriend made me not be able to hang out with you. Yeah, and
0: then he's like, I was in love with you since I was 16, and then later, he also says, I've been in love with you since we were in diapers, Uh so please uh, keep it consistent, you guys. (laughs) Have scripty should have been like, excuse me, was he in diapers when he was 16?
1: Because maybe.
0: (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, they needed to have him start acting that way a little bit later, have less of these scenes. It was just too much of that. Then... Becca's back at the gallery. Her boss says to her, She shows up at the gallery. The first thing her boss says is, Make sure the champagne is chilled and then come find me. We'll talk strategy. So the boss could tell her where the champagne is. I'm going to say Becca's wandering around this gallery looking for that (laughs) champagne.
1: (laughs) I thought we were going to get a conflict where Becca realized, like, Becca's being treated poorly by this boss. Like, the boss made her come back just to be like an assistant yeah but it's i not like...
0: i knew from the start that we're not going to see this boss until the end oh there's oh. also a subplot where becca talks to the person who runs this art gallery yeah. slash Somehow in waiting the, room in like in the town. atrium of
1: the school there's an art gallery or something yeah and this woman just the woman who runs it I guess just sees Becca and her eyes became No Drew saucers. says he sets up a meeting okay. for
0: them. But the lady's eyes still do become saucers and so do Becca's. I think they should have had a romance because yeah. this they, lady is doing everything Becca wants in a gallery community outreach, local artists.
1: This lady's getting the producer's spouse award. Yeah. For this one. Yeah. She's I wish got the, yeah. And then they the look. I mean, They go yeah. to lunch.
0: I want to see these two ladies have lunch together and then become friends. Let's have that story. These people have something in common. Not just that they were friends in childhood. But
1: this woman who runs it just, yeah, she just offers Becca, you just, you can be in charge now.
0: Yeah. She says, I'm done being alive. If you decide you want to live here instead of Los
1: Angeles, you will just have a better job here.
0: Yeah. This lady says, I will stop existing after (laughs) this conversation. Please, can you take over this gallery? Because Um,
1: you successfully got the boy to get the ugly Christmas tree, I am fading out of existence. Yes, yes. (laughs)
0: then i guess they sold to mr al sabir we do not get to see him i'm very disappointed i wanted them to write a scene of some sort of rich business yeah
1: we (laughs) do get to see that she's like it's time to celebrate with the toast. the boss boss says and it seems that she is having all the like weight staff yes (laughs) there are two men
0: in black pants black shirts black belts the outfit of a caterer whole thing champagne flutes up and then instead of just toasting this dang boss becca says i quit cut to the christmas concert the parents do show up good the kids are playing bells and i liked it because the performance felt like children were doing it it sounded (laughs) pretty bad
1: it made me want to do it though it made me be like i wish my friends and i could always Get together, we you have like a bell, you know I got b and C or maybe yeah. I don't have to be C. I don't have to be C. I could be I feel like one of the lessons in all notes. these
0: movies we've seen where people play bells bing, bing. they're holding two but only ringing one ring I
1: never... one at a time. no,
0: but I only ever see them ring the one in their right hand.
1: okay. well, that's a mistake. <laughs> I guess that makes I don't know it depends on are yeah. there sharp are there sharps, right Each one is an is a single yeah. Tone, which right? seems
0: like a stupid way to make an instrument i right? think it seems fun you think it's cool it's like we're
1: inside the instrument
0: okay we're each a string yeah we're each one fingering combination
1: mm-hmm. okay
0: that's cool it doesn't it i'll be pla- a fingering Bing, combination you know, i like it now
1: you're binging you're binging the dings ding. then someone's got the big bell this one all the bells with the same size if, if y'all watch felice navidad the are they different sizes in felice navidad i think there's different okay.
0: well maybe one kid is just smaller <laughs> so then drew is at the art gallery he we don't see him being told to go here ha, probably santa emailed him right and all the exhibits have changed oh, it my. seems as though becca agreed to this job offer but said only if the art in the gallery is now art about me by me right. for me by me uh, <laughs> she that, said
1: she has done something that our friend brent said he was going to do when he decorate <laughs> this room
0: yes she's put all the objects from her memory box and put them in
1: display cases display
0: cases and then written little
1: like placards i don't know what do we want to call them yeah little, little descriptions,
0: descriptions of the items from her perspective speaking to drew so you know of course she's got a reference the champ for secrets she's got the movie ticket she got the movie tickets it says the movie we saw together that made me afraid of giant spiders There, there then there are the maracas and it just says the infamous maracas need no explanation to which tanner flipped off the tv (laughs) (laughs) because the maracas were a funny detail and then you freaking piss us off by not writing anything either
1: don't ring them back or, or
0: make up absolutely anything. Yeah, anything just say when we went to that music summer camp when we studied abroad when your uncle gave this to me the,
1: that that uh street vendor yeah we went you to that, yeah
0: when we went to that street fair that sounds great yeah that we found on the ground yeah <laughs> That Santa gave us. That my mom painted. I don't know. Say absolutely anything. Don't say need no explanation. Because honey, they need an explanation. They're the strangest item in the box.
1: Um, We were disappointed. We did not get a reasoning behind... The drawing of a woman screaming. No, we
0: don't see the screaming woman the in this The disco ball, case. actually, sorry,
1: it's up in the barn, so it couldn't Yeah, it couldn't make, an make an it here.
0: Also, you know, that was up the lighting scheme in this yes. gallery.
1: And then she's also just got some pictures on the wall. Yeah. And at this
0: point, the
1: narr- so the descriptions are the narration. And at this point, the narration, I feel like it kind of veers off. Yeah. Feeling like it's a description. Yeah. Also, anyway, the
0: writing of these descriptions... They're items from their childhood and they feel like a child wrote them. Yes. Did she pre-write these when she was eight years old? When she found those maracas in the Ark of the Covenant? Yeah. Um. So then she appears. She says, These items reminded me of all the things I loved about little Drew. Something, of course, we both were thinking that meant his penis. Yeah. Um, which Real. is inappropriate. And I think they should have blurred out that line in the movie. <laughs> Not bleep, Blurred.
1: That would be very funny if you put on subtitles and they're... They're blurred blurred out.
0: out. Yeah, that's a funny joke to do. Uh... And then she says, we have one final test. And he's like, test, are we in school? And she says, Mm -hmm. chemistry test.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: guess what that means, guys? It doesn't mean they're going to take up beakers. It means they're going to do (laughs) smoochies. It means they're going to push
1: their little beaks into each other.
0: Yeah. And they like the smoochie. Yeah.
1: They like it so much that she does a joke where she's like, I don't know. And then she, maybe I need some more. Yeah, and that's it's like classic she did know to she do. just wanted she more She knew kisses. she
0: just wanted more of those smoochies. And that's all the kisses they get to do before they get married. <laughs> <laughs> then they go home. It's and, snowing.
1: And they they get out their Bible and they repent for
0: smooching. <laughs> <laughs> they go home. The mommy daddy's there. The mommy daddy junior, which are the niece and nephew, are there. The grandma and this her neighbor are there it's snowing it's snowing it's christmas there's two strange men are invited i guess because that's what i love as a kid is on christmas when my grandma brings a new boyfriend and my aunt brings a new boyfriend
1: (laughs) (laughs) well this is a boyfriend that you have pressured that's true i
0: wouldn't mind drew being there if tommy's showing up i'm stinking i'm going up to my room i'm like tommy goes or i do And then,
1: but then it's clear that they had to get a snow machine to make it snow. Yes,
0: because all the dialogue in this scene is ADR. It's
1: been a very loud snow machine. They couldn't spend the extra on the quiet one. So, yeah, the entire scene's ADR. And her
0: sister says to her, You did this. And she says, Court, I can't make it snow. And she says, no, everything else. You brought back the magic of Christmas to the family. And what I would wow. argue is she did make it snow earlier in the movie. <laughs> she bought a truck of snow. So I think that was a false statement. That was perjury. <laughs> but you're going to add
1: that to the goofs. Yeah, the I'm going to go on
0: IMDb and add that to goofs. So when I'm changing Maggie to Maddie, I'll add <laughs> that as the goofs. So would we recommend this movie? I'm saying, sure. I, I give it three Santa yeah, I three, I was going to say it's a three it's Santa. It's a three Santa. This is
1: very much put on with your family.
0: Put on with your family when you're making your homemade ornaments, yeah. when you're discussing Gift of the Magi. As long
1: as you see at least one of the scenes where they're talking yeah. about the relationship, you've seen them all. You got
0: it. You They explain what's going on in every single scene. They tell <laughs> you the entire plot of the movie. The acting
1: is you know, fine. It's the better than a The kids are of doing them. a
0: good job. There's chemistry between the leads. I would say the romantic interest. He's pretty handsome.
1: Yeah, he's he's by far the best. He's the best one we've seen, and it interest. shows in his
0: IMDb credits. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm excited for him to show up in something I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, now, prequels, sequels. I want to see Drew's dad on that cruise. <laughs> yeah, I'll see the guy. What that is cruise. this story where a grandpa goes on a solo Christmas cruise? You know? I'm like, call this the Christmas cruise. This is a, one of these movies. Is it's it? this widower alone on a cruise. And he has like an unlikely romance with, I think a woman who is like a comedian hired <laughs> to work the cruise okay. who's working on Christmas because she is no family right. either. I guess that's. And I think it's going to be a real awkward age gap. <laughs> I think she's going to be 30. He's 80.
1: Um, (laughs) There's
0: also the grandpa has a friendship with the captain of the ship for some reason. And the grandpa admits that he like always wanted to captain a boat since he was a little boy. And the captain lets him hold the wheel.
1: Okay. That's cute.
0: Yeah. And for some reason... The grandpa like helps the comedian write jokes. She's like lost her stride and he helps her get her voice back. Mm, Okay. Yeah. And then they kiss and they don't pass the chemistry test.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think my sequel, boy, I'd love to go to the Seychelles and just follow this guy for Christmas that stops on Christmas Eve to buy some art. Yeah. What's his name?
0: Mohammed Al-Sabir.
1: Yeah. Let's check out. Muhammad's Christmas
0: that's true let's check out this man who is ravenous for art by Miss Blake Mm -hmm. I believe purchasing for himself it doesn't seem as though they talk about this art that it's something you buy for your family members because it's both emotional and practical but it seems like he wants it for I you know what I think he's like kingpin and daredevil and we're yes. going to get that scene where he buys the painting because it reminds him of when he, <laughs> when his dad beat his mom. And he would look at the ceiling. And he would look at the wall.
1: Uh-huh. And so we have Mama just staring at this art while we play, like, audio of Ugh. abuse. Yeah.
0: Wow. Uh, I didn't mean dark. to write such a dark yeah, Christmas movie. You wrote movie. a pretty dark movie, me. Tanner. <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry.
0: Well, that okay, that was, that was, was the movie. movie. We give it three Santas. I'm going to nominate the little boy for best little drummer boy on Santa's nice list. And I might even nominate the girl as best little drummer girl with four lines.
1: (laughs) I nominate the romantic interest on the on the nice list for the Mrs. Claus Award for romantic interest.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think we nominate this for best barn. Okay. Okay. I guess that's. that's I guess all. that's all. I hope you guys are sipping on a big glass yeah. of milk and rum right yeah. now. <laughs> yes,
1: but I found that this iteration of a Christmas Carol was a bit confusing. It was impossible to follow. <laughs> this is the only investment that's both emotional and practical. Hi. Jimmy Fallon loves his Santa? She loves the chaos of the hustle and bustle. I can keep in contact with clients as well as distributors. I heard Jimmy Fallon does this every year. The infamous Moroccas need no explanation. It's been a while since I've had a romantic exchange of gifts myself.
0: This is one of my favorite pieces from the collection. Her use of texture creates movement and it makes it feel like this piece is alive, like it's breathing. Abstract impressionists use acrylic to create emotion through color and space. Just creates this emotional response.